Good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this Hacking the Red Circle conversation, where we talk to people in the TEDx world you'll want to know better. The show is designed to learn what it takes to produce, organize, promote, and create a world-class event. If you're an experienced organizer, you'll get some great tips. Veteran organizers share lessons they've learned so that first-timers can avoid common missteps. There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. We produce Hacking the Red Circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. Well, good day, everybody. I am so excited. Um, This is our first talk to Finland. I've got Hanu Jakula with us. He is from TEDx Otani Emi. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. You did. Perfect. Tell me, we'll have a map in the show notes, but paint us a picture of what your town is like. So, uh, Otani Emi is uh, a small suburb right next to, to Helsinki, our capital. And uh, Otaniemi is the home of Alta University and also one of the largest um, tech and startup uh, concentrations in Finland and, and in the Nordics as well. So, so there's a lot, lot, lot of things going on in, in Otaniemi. Wow, I, I love, I'm so um, just addicted to uh, being around entrepreneurs and startup spaces and co-working places and hubs and that kind of thing the the energy is great you are that is such a great place for you to be in what's what's your day job when you're not working on a tedx um well i i work at the student union of the university of the arts and also i i study theology at the university of helsinki so i'm a bit of a multitasker in that way i love that when um what's your what was your first taste of ted I think the first taste of TED was um, in 2010 or 11. The uh, videos of, of TED Talks and TEDx Talks started to really, really arrive in my uh, social media networks, and, and I got hooked. And then in late 2014, I was um, a friend of mine was organizing this TEDx Youth event in, in Kampi, Helsinki. And uh, they had some some seats open, so I, I got in. And um, well, I've been quite active in the student movements and in, in the student unions in Finland. So uh, I had a quite a bit of experience organizing events, and I was like, "Oh, this is Ooh, nice." Oh, yeah. And, and also, also, but also in the sense that I can do this as well, like like. The, the the concept of the idea of a TED or TEDx event um, for for how well the talks are prepared that's something something special but the events they don't need to be that like uh, all all that special. So are you? So let me see if I got that right. It you really like the getting the speakers ready? You like doing yes. that piece? Got it. Yes. Got it. And I, I love the focus on uh, your affinity for students. You know, the whole TEDx youth movement is fantastic and uh, the TED Ed and uh, TED Ed clubs and all of that. Have, mm-hmm. you, have you gotten into any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, um, we're working with the TED Ed uh, club community 
this spring and and we've been talking to a couple of our um, teacher friends in in the community and and hopefully we can get some um, TED Ed clubs springing up maybe not this academic year but at the beginning of the next one so the the spring is quite quite late already so what so you you went to Helsinki to the youth event in Helsinki and said oh man yeah. I I can do this so did you yeah. then go look on um, TED.com and see what it took to become a licensee and do all of that? Or did you kind of work with your friend there in Helsinki? Well, actually, I think the the, the sequence of events was that I went to uh, TED.com and what, looked up the rules and, and the licensing requirements, uh, then talked with another friend um, who's... Um, very gifted in in egging me on to do do things, <laughs> uh, and and then then we just applied for a license, and then I went and talked with the friend who who had introduced me to the TEDx Youth events. So so that was a bit of um, I could have done that a bit more um, thoughtfully, like like talked to people and did my research, but decided to jump in with you just did it yeah you just went yeah you're you're not unlike most of us right let's just let's go figure this out which i love now one of the things i like uh that i'm learning about tedx organizers is that we love going to other tedx's so we can see how they do things which is what i love about this show is we get to hear you know mostly me i get to interview all you guys so it's really (laughs) awesome uh, but people get to listen and, and learn from all of us. Um, how many other TEDx's have you gone to? Um, I've been to TEDx Turku uh, and and also met with quite a lot of Nordic organizers. But the the I think the most impactful events for me were in TED Global in Geneva and then. Last year, where, where, where was the uh, TED Summit in Banff, Canada? Now, so. I, I missed you there, but there were a thousand other people. So it mm-hmm. was, you know, wasn't that a fantastic event? Oh, man. I, I, I think I was more myself that week than, than I'd been for years and years. Tell, tell me about that. That's interesting. More yourself that week yeah. than you had been in years. Um, I think it was a function of, of, um, doing things that, uh, I really love and learning about, uh, ways of organizing events and getting all the, the great ideas from the talks throughout the week and making new friends like the, the, the combination is so extraordinary you can you can usually do one of those things at a time but right. that was a whole week of uh, meeting new friends getting new ideas learning new, new uh things and and uh i i just felt i felt exhausted afterwards but <laughs> you needed a vacation I, from your I vacation really back that much yeah i was very i felt fortunate to um enjoy the mix that they had brought. So there were Mm. translators, there were fellows, there were 
just TED attendees, we'll call them civilians, uh, and then organizers and a pretty equal mix of them. So you, you got to talk to lots of different people. It was phenomenally stimulating. Have you had um, Nordic organizer meetings? Uh, we have had Skype meetings and yep. there's been uh, talk of, of organizing uh, larger larger Nordic meetings. There was, I think, one or two meetups last year. I couldn't go because I had, had work priorities then. But uh, yeah, I think, I think the tribe in, in the Nordic countries is also growing. Oh, I love that. So. What is it that makes your your TEDx unique? How do you put? Is it is it a Nordic uniqueness, or is it something about your city? Is it what is it that you do? Actually, that 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 is a good question. Um, I think my answer will, will go more towards the the themes that we've done for the the, the first first event we did. We had. Um, designing for love of learning, and and the second was uh, learn to play, play to learn, and now we're doing uh, this year we're doing constructing kindness. So I think the the first one was uh, they've all affected the DNA of how we are doing things. Like uh, we're constantly talking about how to learn from what we've done before or from other organizers. Uh, we're also also very cognizant of the importance of play- playfulness. So uh, uh, having yes. having creativity and trust building between people through play, uh, but also also the the thing that I'm interested for this year is is that uh, I want to learn more about kindness, which is the the main main theme of of our, our event this year. And and I think that I think the themes define the events more than what the location is. I'm, now, not, I'm not sure if that's universal, but for us, I think it's interesting you say that. Um, not everybody has a theme. Why is a theme so important to you? I don't know. That that's also a good question. Mm, I think I think maybe it's a way of organizing our brains around the the central um, how do you call that light motif of like like it, it's a, it's almost a symphony of different ideas and uh, the theme gives it some structure but doesn't um, constrain it too much so so that's that's one reason why I think I've been so um, involved with the themes as well. You said a sentence there that just, it's my t-shirt for the day. Uh, when I do the show, I, I try to think of one of the sentences that comes out that I would love to see on a t-shirt. And mm. it's, you know, TEDx, a symphony of different ideas. I love that. Mm. That was spectacular. <laughs> Thank you. We can just, we can end the show right now, but we won't. Uh, we'll keep going. As a TEDx organizer, I mean, you you just jumped in before you even talked to another organizer. You went and saw one, so you got a sense of the difference between watching talks online one at a time out of context 
to mm-hmm. sitting in an event and seeing uh, an emotional mm-hmm. arc, you know, that goes through the day. Most people, until they've gone to a live event, don't understand that bit. Yeah. yeah. So when you look at yourself and the skills you bring to your event, I like to Mm -hmm. think of them as superpowers because we have to do them against all odds. So if I'm going to give, I'm going to read off six of them. You tell me which ones you think are your, your strong points, organizing, collaborating, producing, marketing, curating, and partnering. Mm. I think the, the, the best one for me is collaborating for sure. Um, one way, um, I was talking with a friend uh, and, and we were talking about how to describe our strengths. Hmm. And, and one, one of the ways that I, I said that uh, I'm very good at creating a safe environment and then talking with people uh, or babbling with people until uh, they're as excited about the things that I'm talking about as I am. So, <laughs> so I'm going to guess you've built a pretty good team around uh, your event. Yeah. Now, do you do you run the team because you're such a collaborator, or do you have someone in charge of the team? I I run. We have like a, a core team, and the core team are are like team, team leaders for the for the larger organizing group. Um, I run the thing, but I do have a co-organizer who's very much more organized organized than I am, uh, and 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 like like. I'm very good at, at talking about things and the meanings be, behind things, but but she's she's very good at at okay. Uh, I really like the conversation, but what are we going to do about it? <laughs> we all need that on our team. Yes. Someone who yes. is really good at that, um, and not appearing wanting to appear sexist. It appears that in my experience, that's always a woman member of the team who's quite good at the details. Um, I remember in 2012, we went to the big music academy here and we were look, doing the site walkthrough and it's just this spectacular venue for, for music and acoustic voice. And I started to ask questions, you know, what about this and what about that? And, you know, mm-hmm. what about this? And uh, Tammy, who was our organizer, uh, she looked at me and she said, do you really need to know all of that? <laughs> she, I said, well, she says, you think about, you focus on the big stuff. I'll, I'll get the details. So I hear you on how mm. that works. You know, you, you started in your first event was 2014. So, uh, 2015, 2015 yeah. was your first. Yeah. Got it. So you've done two, you've got one coming up this year, which is constructing kindness. What's yep. been the biggest surprise to you? I think the, the the biggest surprise has been how willing people are to to volunteer for things. Um, so we've had uh, last year we had actually quite a large group of people. Uh, we had over eighty volunteers for the uh, day was, for the day of uh, for the day of and for like like. All the other 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 teams okay. and things. Okay. Uh, we we went with like um, uh, collaborating uh, until we're crazy. But I think 
I think I think we just what is give, okay. Uh, give it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Give me an example <laughs> of collaborating till we're crazy. What does that mean? Uh, well, that means that um, we held like this uh, pre-mortem meeting with I think it was over fifty people at, in attendance, and a pre-mortem is like a facilitation technique. Um, that that you can do before a project uh, has started or, or or is done, and it's like a post mortem is is a technique where you look at what went wrong. Right. Uh, a pre mortem is that you imagine yourself uh, the day after the event or the project ending, and then then looking back at at everything that uh, has gone on, and you imagine that everything has gone wrong. Nothing has worked. Oh. Everything has catastrophe. Catastrophes abound everywhere, and uh, then you ask people to write down uh, individually, like like what do they think has gone wrong, and then you you bring that together, and then you talk about okay, what can we do about these things, and um, yeah. Then, then, I, I've never, I've never heard of that. I've, I know postmortem, mm-hmm. but I yeah. love this idea of premortem. I'm a martial artist, and and we're taught visualization techniques. Mm-hmm. So we we always uh, visualize going through a test, like our black belt test. You know, we visualize yeah. that, and we visualize how we're going to feel. But you you said something that imagine everything went wrong. Where mm-hmm. my visualization is, imagine everything goes right. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. Yours yep. is imagine it all went wrong so you can plan for it. How yep. soon before the event is the pre-mortem? Um, last year we had that like two or three months before the event. So in enough time to take action. Yep. Yep. Oh, and then God. we uh, divided up the tasks of like, okay, who's going to be looking into into this and who's look, which team is looking into that. And the, the, the ones that couldn't be divided were, went straight back to me. Right. So, so, right. so the things that people um, thought that might go wrong was that uh, maybe if Hannah goes insane or is drunk or both, right. or if aliens attack, then he can deal with it. <laughs> if aliens attack. <laughs> Oh, I want to come hang out with you, buddy. I tell you, where where did you learn this pre mortem technique? Um, actually, it's it's not my own own invention. It's I think Harvard Business Review has done oh, things on that. Got it. And that it's 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 like you can you can find more resources resources on the internet. I, I'll I'll so. go do that for our, our <laughs> uh, folks who don't know what a Google is. I'll go figure it out for them. Yeah. One of the things that I'm, I'm also very fascinated with is, um, and you kind of touched on it, what could go wrong? What are the, yeah. what's the big dragon in your TEDx, that fire breathing, oh my yeah. gosh, we've got, I thought we killed that thing last year. What's the dragon yeah. that continues to hunt you? Maybe the, the, the fear of letting people down is, is, a big one for me. Which people? And, um, the people I've been working with and the speakers and the people who are coming there to watch. So it's like I feel a sense of responsibility. But um, the, the, 
biggest thing about that that I've, I've found is that I fear that I'm being the bottleneck for decisions or, or, or like um, things don't get done because we have to ask Hanu and I'm off doing something else for, for that thing and, and things fall apart because of that. So uh, the way I've tried to conquer that dragon is, is by trusting people and delegating, giving, giving authority as much as possible to people who are doing the things. So, so we are, we're thinking of um, like, like, like this, this is, uh, this is a way to, respect people's autonomy so right. you don't have right. to uh you don't have to ask permission for things to do if you don't have context you can ask and please tell afterwards what you've done so we know that so that there's not too much duplication of efforts but like the the giving giving trust at, at the front is is very important for me that in, in that sense is it fair to say that that would be a piece of advice you would give to first-time organizers? Yeah, 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 you could say that. Um, I think that, that the way to get a team together is to build trust between people and and make sure the purpose is clear. So um, I think of my job uh, as, as someone who can, uh, well, build a safe environment for people to, uh, come and talk and throw out ideas and, and try new things and, and build trust between people that way. So that there's like a base of operations where you can come and no one's going to, uh, yell at you if you do something wrong, right. we'll just, okay, that went wrong. We'll fix it. We'll apologize if necessary and then move on. But the other thing about the purpose or the, or the like you can call it vision or uh, something, but I think that's a job for a storyteller. Like I find that I'm rephrasing why we are doing this and what's the point and what's the objective all the time to people. And, and if you have those two, you have the purpose and you have the trust between people, then things just get done. Are you a good storyteller? Uh, could be better. <laughs> I try. I try to improve as well. Everything yeah. is story these days, right? I mean, it feels like there's a, a renaissance in the importance of telling stories and personal narratives. And mm-hmm. we, if you love story, living in the TEDx universe is a wonderful place to be because we're surrounded yeah. by ideas that are wrapped in stories. That's how I think yeah. of them. I think there's this idea and the clever speaker will be that one who gets us emotionally involved in their story, which allows us, allows the seed of the idea to, to bloom in us and yeah. to grow. And uh, yeah. with a great story that happens. I, I, I really love that. What, so tell me when you're addressing uh, the team for the first time, can you say the pur- your the purpose and the mission in in your vision in in a sentence? Mm. Well, it, I think it takes a couple of sentences. Okay. But um, the way I've been wording this recently is that um, 
TEDx is a series of campfires around the world where we can tell stories that matter. And we can, we can as you said, wrap the ideas in, in story form and pass them around. Um, and that is something I think the, the world needs in a complex uh, complex world that there's so much information overload that having these little nuggets of story and information and ideas all put into one is, is very important. But then for this year, I think the, the theme constructing kindness is important because it speaks, I think, uh, quite radically to the uh, zeitgeist of the moment. So right. like, Right. We, we, we want to have um, people not just yelling at each other or, or inciting hate, but what can we do uh, in the opposite direction? How can we build, be kind and build trust and make a better world? So, yeah. What's been evident to me as I'm going through this conversation and learning more about you is that kindness and caring is at your core right mm. that's who you are and that comes out uh it comes out in our sh very short conversation and i'm sure that comes out very nicely when you're working uh with your team what are you looking most forward to um for the 2017 event which is constructing kindness Ooh. i think I think the, the biggest one is that I want to learn about the, the limits of kindness and, and gentleness. Like, um, not everything that's kind is, is maybe good. I, I think that, that like, there's, um, uh, there's a phrase in Finnish about, like, uh, uh, girls who are too kind uh get like trampled beneath them or, or get, get trampled um and and it's like nice guys finish last yeah i was thinking that. That, that that kind of that kind of an idea and i think i think there's a there's a seed of truth to that but i want to explore the limits and i want to learn about that more because i think with with greater understanding of what makes kindness and gentleness important I think that that could be something that I can carry carry around for the rest of my life. That is that's such a powerful statement, and I, I want to suggest to the listener right now that when you're thinking about your theme, it's can be as much a personal exploration where you want to find out, like you've just so eloquently said. You want to find out this thing for yourself and, and you're going to feel like, boy, I'm a barometer for other people. I'm pretty sure other people would like that as well. And that mm. helps how you go to your speakers. As you said earlier, you know, having the theme affects the DNA of everything you do. I mm. know in our event, we've done, we're doing, we'll do our sixth this year. Mm. I don't even know what to think until we have a theme. And mm. I can, I am terrible at themes. And so mm. uh, my wife, who's a speaker coach, she comes up, she'll, it'll just hit her. That's the mm. theme. And then once that I hear that theme, then, then I'm, then it all lights up, 
right? Then it's wah, 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 and then I get it, and then I and then I start to socialize it and talk with other people. And what do you think about this? And then you know, mm-hmm. what is that letting me go after? So, listener, think about that. Um, even though it's not a required thing that we have a theme, it uh-huh. is such a binding force. It's such a way to 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 weave a fabric where everybody's together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I were to be able to get a um, my magical airline partner, uh, who I'm going to find, I'm darn it, I'm going to find that partner, um, and they could give you the time to mm-hmm. fly to any TEDx in the world, or take a boat, or swim, however mm-hmm. you want to go. What TEDx <laughs> would you like to visit? Um, I think that's easy. Uh, <laughs> TEDx Lincoln. The TEDx Lincoln and Randy Bretz is he's he's like the grand old man he is. Of, the, of the TEDx community and and I'd really want to see him in action. So, well, Randy, I know you listen to the show. Randy was my first guest. He he, in fact, is the Godfather here, and uh, I'm I will make sure that he saves a seat for you. Uh, and we'll put, we'll put your picture on it. And, uh, I know Randy would love to do that. In fact, I sent him a little note this morning, so I'm sure he would appreciate knowing that you would love to come to his TEDx. The show is called hacking the red circle, and it's about Mm -hmm. figuring out how to create a world-class event Mm. with very limited funds and Mm. all volunteer effort and, you know, all the things that we have and, you know, we, we don't care about any of that. We're going to do it anyway. What's, Mm -hmm. what's your best hack? Mm. I think the, the pre-mortem thing is, is a good one. Uh, it's helped us quite a lot. Um, but we were just talking about the theme and I've been really pleased with the way that we came up with, this year's theme. Uh, we organized this um, community event for facilitating uh, not, a, not a TEDx event, just um, we had a space and a couple of hours and some refreshments there and, and some post-it notes. And uh, we designed this facilitation process of, of like uh, big questions of like what's uh, relevant to your life what's what's something that's important that's not being talked about enough hmm. and questions like that and we we did like these a couple of iterations for or for for all those ideas and we came up with kindness as a thing that hmm. was hmm. Um, important and meaningful but also which had a lot of different facets to explore right. and like the third third criterion that we had was um, it had to be something that us organizers could get excited about. So I, I so I, I'm going to go with that. And I'm so listener, what you can't see is behind Hanu on his wall on the whole wall are post-its that are arranged um, actually very nicely. And you said you're, you're kind of life mapping uh, yourself. And it is reminiscent of the summit. And at the summit, we, there were 12 workshops with about 30 organizers in each workshop. 
and we we were there to discuss, you know, what's the future of TED and TEDx and, you know, what should we be talking about? And everybody would write their themes on little post-it notes and then go put them up. And then they got clustered and then you started to see and then you kind of upvoted and downvoted things and you ended up with, okay, this room, we think these are the three most important things. So it it makes me feel like you did something like that. Yeah, you could, you could say that. Um, it's a bit different when you're mapping a single life than, than when you're doing events, but, but still. It's what, it's what gets you excited as you, you know, I mean, you finished that by saying we want to come up with a theme that gets the organizers excited and the guidance we get from Ted, the TEDx site is to keep it abstract so yeah. that it's not literal, right? It's it's evocative, yeah. and and we can do that. Hanu, I have thoroughly enjoyed this time. Has just disappeared on us. It went boom, boom just like that. Kind of like the day of an event, right? You start and you're <laughs> like, oh my god, it takes a year to get there, and then boom, it's all over. Thank you hey, so Mark, much for joining us. It's been a pleasure, Mark, said, and and thank you for this. Oh, of course. Do you live stream your event? Uh, we do actually. Yes. So what we'll do is uh, we'll put a link. So that people who are interested, um, what's the date of your event is in August, uh, it's yeah? August 19th. Okay, August 19th. So s- put that in your calendar, everybody, and because we want to see uh, this event. Again, thank you so much for joining us on Hacking the Red Circle. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show? Or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? Just drop me a note in an email to mark at hackingtheredcircle.com. Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Red Circle.